Hi, and welcome to episode 43 of 5 Minutes of Rum. Notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. In today's episode, I'm revisiting one of my favorite rum producers, Appleton, and I'll talk about their reserve blend. There's also an overview of the Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails book. I'll make the Jasper's Secret Mix from that book, and then make two simple cocktails with the Jasper's Secret Mix. So go get yourself some lime, some nutmeg, and some Demerara sugar, and play along, because it's going to be really, really easy. I've covered other Appleton rums in previous shows, the VX in episode 6 and the Appleton 12 in episode 7, but those feel like quite a long time ago now. And those were my two defaults for Appleton for a long time. I sort of skipped over the reserve, not because I didn't like it, but I felt I was covering the two ends of the spectrum and then and what I thought I needed. The VX as a straight mixing Jamaican rum and the 12 for either a sipping rum or something that was really top shelf. Now I know better um, and I've remedied the situation and have the Appleton reserve on hand in uh, ready quantities, uh, in, in most, you know, in most situations. Um, now, in fact, I actually usually reach for the reserve versus the 12, not cause I don't like the 12, but maybe I'm just making it for lost time in the reserve. Um, and then as you know, other rums in the Jamaican or excuse me, in the Appleton lime, uh, there's the 21, uh, but who knows if that'll ever get into a show. I actually do have a bottle of that, but that was a birthday gift and does not get mixed. It gets, uh, poured probably at best a couple times a year. Now, remember, Appleton is a rum from Jamaica and is a line of rums in the English style. They are molasses-based and either uh, completely pot-stilled or usually a mix of column and pot-still rum. So that's the basis for an Appleton Jamaican rum. Now, what about this particular rum? Uh, The Reserve is an 80-proof rum, 40% alcohol by volume. It's bumped up in price by a few bucks in the last couple years, but you can usually find it for $20 to $30 for a 750-milliliter bottle. Um, Appleton really takes pride in the blend of rums in the reserve. That's their hallmark of this particular rum in their line. The master blender at Appleton is named Joy Spence, and she is very good at her job. Uh, Her bio on the Appleton site says that she has long been a chemistry aficionado and actually has a master's of science degree in analytical analytical chemistry. Um, I feel like maybe more young people today may take an interest in chemistry if they knew how useful it can be in the spirits industry tend to not emphasize that in uh, when people are choosing classes for school. They don't really talk about future applications for uh, chemistry. And I think that's getting overlooked and maybe it's leading people astray away from the sciences. Anyways, uh, Joy joined Appleton and studied under the previous master blender, Owen uh, Tulock, until she took on the role. Incidentally, um, it says that she enjoys the reserve with a splash of soda. Uh, so just going to make a note right here to try that later. Uh, The reserve rum itself, it is a blend of 20 aged rums, two that hail from quote-unquote very old stock that once it reaches its desired maturity is blended with the other 18 rums. Now, if you think about the fact that Appleton needs to sell this blend of rums as a consistent product from year to year, from case to case, it becomes very important, or excuse me, very apparent the important role that a master blender plays in that. Uh, The reserve was first released in 2000, so Keep in mind then that Joy has been managing a consistently great, in my opinion, blended rum for 15 years. That's a long time to put out a consistent product. Uh, The Reserve is a molasses-based rum that's aged in used whiskey barrels. Um, Incidentally, new labeling for the Appleton Reserve and and a couple other bottles in the Appleton line are are arriving in stores pretty much as of this recording, which is early July of 2015. Photos of both the previous and the new bottles for the Reserve are in the show notes, and up on the 5minutesofrum.com website. The differences aren't very dramatic. The bottles are the same, uh, but they really have emphasized the blend, the word blend on the bottle more so than before, 
and they've kind of you know uh, bumped up the artwork a little bit, made you know just subtle changes, but you still know what you're what you're putting on the shelf. So let's taste this particular rum, um, the Appleton Reserve. I have some in my glass here. In terms of appearance, uh, it is a in the glass a nice deep amber color, not a dark rum, not a dark Jamaican rum like a Caruba, but a little darker than the VX when you put it in your glass. Uh, dark copper might be another way to think of it when you're looking at it. And there is a, a hint of a green tint at the wash line if you tilt the glass uh, and hold your glass up to the light. Um, it's kind of subtle, uh, but it was something that was pointed out to me a couple years ago. And so now I kind of always look for that when I'm when I'm messing around with uh, with a Jamaican rum in a glass. Um, in terms of like if you swirl it, you get lo- legs that slowly develop when they're swirled. And then they fall down the glass uh, pretty quickly, at least uh, they did in mine. Aroma-wise... Uh, in the, when you smell it from the bottle, there's some sugar and some earthiness in the glass. Once I swirled it around and aerated it a little bit, I could pick up a little bit of fruit notes. Um, maybe some ripe banana. That's a not uncommon flavor to pick up in a Jamaican rum. Uh, there is a mild astringency as well. And then there's some woodiness from the barrel, but not, nothing overwhelming, nothing, you know, overwhelmingly distinctive in terms of taste and take a sip here. Um, initially a little sharp on the tongue, a little bit of heat, a little bit of pepper, more dry than the aroma would lead you to believe, but not dry like a, like a Spanish style ron or rum. Um, it has a, in, in my view, a depth of flavor that changes from sip to swallow. It's not terribly hot or warm, uh, but that's probably expected at 80 proof. You're not going to get so much of that heat and a medium bodied rum. It's not a totally heavy rum, but it's definitely different than a Spanish style rum, which is usually lighter in body. Uh, finish, I get a little bit of residual heat and then a very nice long mellow fade on the palate. Uh, hangs a, around a little bit on the tongue and in your mouth, which I chalk up to the body of the rum. Again, not not really heavy, not really light, but just enough that it's going to hang out for a little while. Um, to sum up my thoughts on this rum, it's an easy to sip rum in the Spanish, or excuse me, in the English style. Not nearly as funky as a Smith & Cross or the Plantation Jamaican rum, but a very smooth rum that has enough character to stand up in a cocktail for when you're going to feel when you're feeling a little bit fancy and you want to plus up the cocktail. Um, I can say from experience that it pairs very well with chocolate with the fat from the chocolate that plays very well off of the rum for a pleasant dessert experience. So if you're going to do that, try a dark, but not not an extremely bitter chocolate. Uh, They work very well together and I think you'll like it. Now a little bit about the Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails book. Uh, What is this book? This is a, a book that originally came out in 2004 and then was republished as a spiral bound book in 2009. And it was written by Ted Haig, um, who's also known as Dr. Cocktail in the online cocktail world. Um, now, it's to put it in context, it's easy to forget if you picture the cocktail world right now in 2015, um, how different it was just you know a few years ago in 2009, let alone in 2004. Uh, nowadays, you can find plenty of old-timey spirits, uh, more than just Angostura and Fee Brothers bitters, and more and more historic cocktail recipes um, that are being published and republished you know, on a daily basis. When I received this book in particular, I unfortunately didn't take the time to read it. I only picked recipes out from the index. And in doing so, I overlooked a lot of the information and sat on a ton of recipes and great information um, for many years, actually. It would be fair to say that I was picking out rum recipes from the index, as you do. Uh, But this book is very inclusive of all sorts of, well, vintage spirits. Um, And although my primary medium is rum, I do like to make some of the older recipes to get a feel for how recipes have evolved over the years and just to have a chance to use some alternate ingredients. Uh, Gin is probably where I've expanded the most, buying things like Old Tom Gin, uh, excuse me, Old Tom Gin, 
tinkery, malacca, and other varieties of gin. But uh, digression aside, on page 176, you'll find an entry for Jasper's Jamaican Planter's Punch. Jasper was a name I recognized from the Jasper's Jamaican cocktail that Beach Bumberry had published. Um, that was in both Intoxica and Beach Bumberry Remixed and was attributed to Jasper Lafranc at the Bayrock Hotel in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Jasper's Jamaican is a Jamaican rum-based daiquiri with the addition of pimento dram and is a very good cocktail. So I knew that cocktail and this page in the Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails uh, book st- you know, caught my eye, but I didn't really dig in any further. So curse you, old me. Uh, if I'd actually explored a little bit more, I would have noticed the entry for Jasper's Secret Mix. Now, Jasper's Secret Mix is, excuse me, Jasper's Secret Mix is a pre-batched but homemade mix that can easily and quickly be combined with rum for a punch. You're in, a, in essence doing the prep work ahead of time. You're still hand making everything, uh, but you're doing it ahead of time and bottling it. Um, it. But again, it's still the basics of a punch. It's sugar, it's citrus, it's bitterness, and it's spice. So back in October of 2013, in episode 15, when I was discussing Smith & Cross, I had a couple of Smith & Cross recipes emailed to me from Jason Alexander from Tacoma Cabana. I was intrigued at the punch mix referenced in one of the recipes, and when I asked him about it, Jason mentioned that it was from the Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails book, which again I had but hadn't fully digested. So after getting over that shame, I pulled the book from the shelf and read up on it. Um, in essence, I had been stuck so long breaking down Beach Berry's books that I let this one sit on the shelf. So why would I bring it up now if I was originally pointed at it a couple years ago or almost a couple years ago? Well, the start of the summer felt a good time to mix up an easy punch for sipping while tending to a, bar- a backyard barbecue. And so why not introduce it now? Jasper's Secret Mix and Dr. Cocktail had two quick and easy recipes that used the mix. And so it, um, that seemed to really fit the bill for what I was looking for. Now, as told in Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails, uh, Dr. Cocktail relays that Steve Remsburg, a rum archivist, had a planter's punch recipe to share uh, that was based on a secret recipe eventually obtained from one Jasper Lafranc from the Bayrock Hotel. Jasper, I would say, seemingly understood how to build a brand even back in the 1970s, making sure that everything that he had shared at least had his name in the title. Uh, Beach Bumberry remixed picked up the story, excuse me, Beach Bumberry picked up the story of Jasper Lafranc in Potions of the Caribbean where the secret mix is presented as quote-unquote basic stock and is slightly reformulated. So today I'm making the Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails version. Later on in the summer when I need to replenish this bottle, I'll make the uh, the one from Potions of the Caribbean. Beach Bumberry also tweaked the ratio for the Jasper's Jamaican Planters Punch, which is the ratio I'll use today. He also added another cocktail recipe that calls for this mix. So great, you're saying plenty of recipes calls for this secret mix. How the heck do you make it? Uh, this is where you want to go get your limes and your nutmeg and your Demerara sugar and your Angostura bitters. Because to make Jasper's Secret Mix, you combine 12 ounces of fresh squeezed and strained lime juice with one and one half cups of Demerara or another raw sugar. Add in one and one half ounces of Angostura bitters and half of a whole nutmeg that you have freshly grated. Stir that mixture until it, the sugar is dissolved. Bottle and let it sit in the refrigerator for at least two hours. You want it to chill and kind of, you know, marinate a little bit, so to speak. Um, if you think you won't use it quickly, you can half the recipe. Uh, luckily, the bitters have a decent uh, ABV, so it'll help things from going south too quickly, but I'd still recommend using it within a week or two, and definitely you want to keep this in the fridge when you're not mixing a cocktail with it. So the first recipe we're going to use, the Jasper's Secret Mix-In, is in the Jasper's Jamaican Planter's Punch. Uh, again, I, I'm going to emphasize these are very simple recipes, so once you've made the secret mix, you are es- essentially good to go. 
Uh, this recipe is two ounces of dark Jamaican rum. Um, the Karuba is what's called for in the Vintage Spirits book. I'm using the Appleton Reserve in this case. And then one and one half ounces of Jasper's Secret Mix. Again, this is the re-ratio from Potions of the Caribbean, the one that's in Vintage Spirits, called for one half ounce, a one and one half ounce of each ingredient. So in this formulation, two ounces of the rum, one and one half ounces of the, of the Jasper's Mix. So add that to a 10 ounce highball glass that you've filled with cracked or crushed ice. Stir or swizzle until it's well chilled and the glass frosts over, and then add more ice to fill. Uh, garnish with a sprig of mint. Uh, again, as published in the other version, this would be one and one half ounces of dark Jamaican rum. Now, in terms of taste, um, I find this to be, this is a good drink, but the Jasper's mix kind of steps on the Appleton Reserve. So there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with the drink, but you're not really getting the benefit, I think, in this case of using the Appleton Reserve. Um, I just wanted to use the reserve. I ended up masking it without actually realizing it. So I tried it again with the Karuba, found that to be a better match. And though, though I haven't actually done it yet, um, I think that the uh, Smith & Cross will probably be a good accompany for, accompaniment for it as well. Now, the second recipe that was in Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails that called for the Jasper's Mix was kind of a bonus recipe, and it was called Jasper's Rum Punch. This recipe is one and one half ounce of J. Ray and Nephew White Jamaican Rum and one and one half ounce of Jasper's Secret Mix. Now, if you just play that back versus the other recipe, you're going to think, well, that's pretty close. And it is pretty close. Uh, the difference is J. Ray and Nephew is a very distinctive and a very different rum. So you get a very different result. Now, mix this the same way. Stir with cracked or crushed ice in a smallish highball glass. And then garnish with a cherry. Use the good ones or mint or use both. Um, in terms of taste, this is the one to me out of the two that I, I really liked this one. Uh, the J. Ray really has the sort of the punch to play along with the thickness of the Jasper's mix because the lime and the sugar combine to make a fairly thick, um, you know, mix that you're going with, with the bitters kind of taking the edge off the sweetness, but it is still kind of a little bit of thickness and the J. Ray really punches through that. Um, so out of the two recipes that were published in Vintage Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails with the Jasper's mix, this is the one I can see myself sipping on a summer evening and then on another summer evening, and then probably on another summer evening. Um, so when it comes to these two cocktails, I'd recommend saving the Appleton Reserve for something else. Uh, maybe have some rum and chocolate, maybe use this in a top shelf zombie, or in a top shelf Mai Tai. Uh, there's lots of ways to make the Appleton Reserve shine outside of the Jasper's Planter's Punch. Heck, I'm going to go downstairs, and I'm going to have one uh, with a splash of soda, a la Master Blender Joy Spence, because if she's going to recommend it, that's something I want to try. I happen to experiment it just in, you know, in, in the context of these recipes. It wasn't a great fit, uh, but tinkering with it is a lot of the fun. Just make sure you keep your notes on what you like, what you don't like. Um, pretty soon you'll end up with a whole book full of uh, good cocktails. That's it for this show. Thank you very much for listening. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number 5 minutesofrumcom The show is also on iTunes as 5 Minutes of Rum. Uh, you can subscribe on iTunes. You can rate the show there. Uh, short shout out here. There's been a couple more ratings um, and a couple more reviews up on iTunes. Thank you very much if uh, if you're the ones that did that. Really appreciate it. If you haven't rated the show uh, and you can take a couple minutes to do so, that would be great. Um, the show is also on Twitter as at five minutes of rum, at symbol number five minutes of rum, no hashtag. Please send in comments, corrections, feedback, or requests via either the five minutes of rum website or on Twitter. And now go get some rum. <laughs>